I asked a couple helpers to come up this morning. These are two of my favorite people in the world, two of my daughters. So I asked them to bring a meal this morning. Okay, so I asked them to bring a meal. Lydia, what, what did you, what's on your plate? Um, mashed potatoes, pork, and green beans. All right, and what do you have in the glass? Lemonade. Is it, is it homemade? It's homemade, fresh lemonade, hmm. And smoked pulled pork, too. <laughs> At that, yeah. All right. Emma, what did you bring? I bring a bag of chips. And a glass with water in it. Oh, okay. All right. Well, thank you, girls, very much. You guys can have a seat. I'll explain what we just did in a minute. So, meals, those meals are just a little different from one another, just a little bit. So are those girls, too, by the way. And... My wife is like, it's like their personalities right there out on the table and everything. Um, so one of them spent time, cooked, you know, all those sort of things. And this is the result, a nice meal, pulled pork. Now, if I leave that up here, of course, everybody's going to be thinking about their lunch. Uh, but that's all right. We can focus, bear through it, make it happen. And then we have, on the other side, just a glass of water and chips. So what does that have to do with anything? Well, let's read the Word, okay? Open up to Proverbs chapter 9, okay? Proverbs 9, and uh, we'll read it, and then I think you'll get the idea very quickly, and we'll just go through a few things that I have learned from this passage. So, Proverbs chapter 9 says, wisdom has built her house. She's carved out her seven pillars. She has prepared her meat. She has mixed her wine. She has set, also set her table. She set out her female servants. She calls from the highest points of the city. Whoever is inexperienced, enter there or enter here. To the one who lacks sense, she says, come eat my bread and the drink my wine that I have mixed Leave inexperience behind and you will live. Pursue the way of understanding. The one who corrects a mocker will bring dishonor to him on himself. The one who rebukes a wicked man will, uh, will get hurt. Do not rebuke a mocker or he will hate you. Rebuke a wise man and he will love you. Instruct a wise man and he will be wiser. Still teach the righteous man and he will learn more. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, and the knowledge of the Holy One is understanding. For by wisdom your days will be many, and your years will be added to your life. If you are wise, you are wise for your own benefit. If you mock, you alone will bear the consequences. The woman of folly is rowdy. She is gullible and knows nothing. She sits by the doorway of her house on a seat at the highest point of the city, calling to those who pass by, who go straight ahead on their paths. Whoever is inexperienced, enter here. To the one who lacks scent, she says, stolen water is sweet and the bread eaten secretly is tasty. But the one, uh, but he does not know that the departed spirits are there and her guests 
are in the depths of Sheol. Let's pray and then we'll get into the word here. Thanks God so much for this day and God we do pray and thank you for your word. We thank you for uh, the encouragement um, from this passage uh, to seek after wisdom and to gain wisdom in life and God, I pray that you would help and instruct each one of us this morning as it relates to a better relationship with you. And uh, in your name I pray, amen. Amen. So just like this example of comparing these two meals, now you can see that we have uh, what happens a lot in Hebrew poetry and Hebrew wisdom. We have two parallel things going on a comparison and contrasting thoughts here where we have wisdom, wisdom who has taken a lot of time and done a lot of work, right, in preparing her meal. It says she's carved out seven pillars and she's prepared uh, meat and mixed her wine and set her table and uh, she calls out to the inexperienced to enter here. Okay, then you have this woman, Folly, Folly, who is just loud, right? Very loud, but nothing to back it up, right? We, we all know what that is like in our lives, right? And <laughs> we can probably think of a couple people or whatever, right, in our, in our world that just she's loud, she's rowdy, but she's got nothing to back it up. And what did she bring to the table? She just has water and bread, and at that, stolen water. Like, really? I didn't know. Stolen water, okay? So that's kind of, it's even worse. Like, it's not even just regular water. It's stolen. And then she's she's doing the same thing, similar thing, to what wisdom is doing. Calling to the inexperienced. Come, enter here, right? Come here, come here, come in. But her, her, her substance is empty, right? Stolen water, bread eaten secretly, okay? And in her house are the departed spirits, and her guests are in the depths of Sheol. The, they don't even live. She has nothing there. So both wisdom and folly prepared for guests. Both call out to the inexperienced. However, they're vastly different um, in, the, uh, in a couple important things, and it's important for us to, to, to discern them and choose the right path. So the greatest difference here that we see okay, between the two, between wisdom and between folly, is, and we're going to use folly and the world, okay, and the world as... Um, kind of the same thing this morning, okay? So uh, folly and the world are the same thing. Wisdom and God and his word are the same thing, okay? If that makes sense. So the greatest difference between what wisdom offers and what folly offers is life and death. Sure, wisdom by, by itself, okay? So wisdom by itself can be gained, right, through life experiences, right? I, I've, I've told the youth a lot of times of various things that I have learned in my 
you know, growing up, I, I help with Rob, Pastor Rob, with the youth group. And um, I've told a few stories, okay, in youth group of how I have learned, okay? And the way that I learn is hopefully different than a lot of other people, okay? Because I learn by experience. I learn by screwing things up, right? And then, and then I learn how to, how, to, you know, how to fix it or whatever. One quick story that I told the youth, and hopefully they never do this because it was a bad deal, right? I did not believe my dad, okay, when I was growing up. I didn't believe my dad of how volatile lacquer thinner was, okay? When, yeah, didn't, didn't believe him. I had to try it out for myself. Lost all the hair on my arms, most of my hair on my head and my eyebrows and my eyelashes and all those sort of things, okay? So, yeah, that's how I learned. I, I learned by doing things, okay, even though a lot of times it's bad. So you could gain wisdom, okay, wisdom from just life experience as long as you're paying attention, right? But we've got in this passage where there's a lot of things going on where People maybe even are experiencing things, okay? They're being corrected, they're, you know, all these sort of things, but they're not paying attention to life, okay? They're not gaining that wisdom and, and through their experience because they're not paying attention. Maybe they're not taking things seriously. Maybe they're just making excuses or whatever. But the, but the, deeper, the deeper thing here is the, is the life, okay? The eternal life, the eternal life that wisdom offers, the extension of years, it says here. And so what does that mean? We, it's a picture of the gospel, of the gospel of Jesus Christ. And let me show you from this passage how that is. It's not just wisdom. It's not just knowledge. It's not just head knowledge. It's not just knowing now, okay, after burning your face off, that gasoline and lacquer thinner are about the same as far as when you, you know, take a match to them, okay? That's not the type of wisdom that we're talking about here in this, in this uh, scripture. We're talking about eternal life giving wisdom, and that is the gospel of Jesus Christ. And so let's look and see if we can find that here. If you look at verse 10, you will find that in order to gain wisdom that leads to eternal life, you must first have a right understanding of your lostness. And yes, that came up as on autocorrect as not a real word. And that's okay. We can make up words when we preach. Lostness. You must have a right understanding of your lostness. Look at verse 10. It says, The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. And the knowledge of the Holy One is understanding. Looking at God, right, and His perfectness, we should understand, I think perfectness is also a made-up word, so there you go, two in one sermon. Him and His perfectness, okay, compared to our lostness, should be vast. We should look at that as great, huge, and that is really the first part of getting to a point where you are 
a believer, and a saved person. You need to understand that you are lost. You are, you are nothing without God, right? You are nothing without Jesus Christ. And that you are just mortal man. You make mistakes. You screw up all the time. And our sin is greater sometimes than any of our good. You must first understand that your, your lostness. Secondly, you must have the willingness to be corrected. Willingness and humility to be corrected. Let's look at verse 9. Verse 9, it says, Instruct a wise man, and he will be wiser still. Teach a righteous man, and he will learn more. If you go up, sorry, verse 8, it says, Do not rebuke a mocker, or he will hate you. Rebuke a wise man, and he will love you. And so you have this contrasting uh, contrasting people, right? The mocker and the wise man, that when you correct the mocker, right, you just get these responses. You get harshness. You get hatred. You get all these sort of things when you correct somebody that is considered in Proverbs as a mocker. But if you reprove or rebuke or correct a wise person, they become wiser still. They gain knowledge. They gain understanding even more. And so that points to the humility that exists in the gospel that that it takes to understand and believe in Jesus Christ as your Savior, that you, uh, you are willing to stand under correction. You're willing to change. You're willing to give up. You're willing to see that you are lost and that you need a Savior. And then thirdly, you must have a right perspective of the world. Verses 17 and 18, you have folly who is calling out to the inexperienced just like wisdom is. But her, her meal is useless or lacking in a lot of ways compared to wisdom. And it says in verse 17, it says, Stolen water is sweet and the bread eaten secretly is tasty. But he doesn't even know that the departed spirits are there and her guests are in the depths of Sheol. The world or folly, right, is very seductive, right, is very, uh, wants you to come, right? And, and they have all these things. The world has all this stuff that they claim to offer, right? They claim to offer so much, yet their depth is nothing, right? It's so small. It's, it's, it's a bag of potato chips and water, okay? It's nothing. It has no substance to it whatsoever. And even greater than no substance and no like real things that can change people's lives and really, really do a work in somebody's heart, more than that, they're, they're dead, like there's nothing there. Romans chapter 3 has a great example. It says that the uh, people that are unbelievers, you know, don't seek after God, all those sort of things. And then it comes to a point where it says that their mouths are open graves, right? They're open graves. So you, you have this word picture that their mouth is a grave 
And what's in the bottom of a grave? Or a, or a, right? What's in the bottom of a grave? Something that is dead. Their heart is sitting at the bottom, right? So their hearts are dead. But here's the thing. They don't even know it. They don't even realize it. You guys all remember back in the day, right? Movie called The Sixth Sense. Okay. Spoiler alert for those that have not seen it. Okay. Movie Sixth Sense. Okay. Bruce Willis is in it. I don't see anyone covering their ears like they haven't seen this movie. Or maybe they just don't care. Maybe they've watched enough YouTube, they know it's, it's ruined, right? Whatever. Goes through this whole movie, and I don't remember all of the premise, okay? I don't have that great of a memory, when it com- especially when it comes to movies. But something to the effect of, like, that he's, you know, he's going through his life, and, and he's hanging out with this kid, right? And comes to the end of the movie, right? And... And the twist is that he's been dead this whole time, right? That's how it goes, right? I'm not making that up. He's been dead the whole time. And it's like, pff, mind is blown. Everybody, everybody back in the day. Now, we did not have Twitter and we did not have Facebook, right, for spoiler alerts. We had to just close our ears when our friends wanted to tell us what the ending of the movie was, right? But the... Um, he went through that entire movie not knowing that he was dead this whole time. And that's kind of like what, these, what, what uh, folly wants you to believe. Okay? That there's life here. There's lots of stuff in the world. There's tons of things that you could do with your life. And it's exciting and great and all that stuff. But really, in all reality, the, the world has one thing to offer, and that's death, and that's apart from God. So you, in order to, in order to have eternal life, in order to gain eternal life, you don't just learn this by experience. You don't just gain it by being around and paying attention and those kind of things. Although those are good attributes, okay? It is good to learn from mistakes. It is good to pay attention and take life seriously, right? But to gain eternal life, you must first have an understanding of your lostness. You must have humility. Humility and the willingness to be corrected and the willingness to uh, come under the Word, right? And you must also have a right perspective of the world. Looking around. So, woman folly offers stolen goods, right? As life. Have you ever done anything wrong? Done anything, stolen something? Or done something wrong? And you can feel your heart beat? Like, like, scared or like, ooh, that was a rush, right? Just because you can feel your heartbeat or it sounds loud in your head doesn't mean you're alive, okay? That's what the world wants, to, wants you to think. The world wants you to think like, 
because you're experiencing such great things and your adrenaline is going, your heart is pumping, that means you're alive. And this is great. It's so empty. It's so empty. God wants us to, uh, to seek after Him. Okay, Have a right understanding of our lostness. Be humble, willing to be corrected. Come under the Word and have a right res- uh, perspective of the world. The Gospel is clearly shared here. Greater than the wisdom that comes from experience is the eternal life that is given when we understand our lostness, come to God in humility, and acknowledge that the world doesn't have what we need. We look to Jesus and what He's done on the cross for us in our place. What we could not do, and only then can we have eternal life. just want to encourage you this week as you think about life and what's going on in your life and what's going on around you, around us, that we need to take life seriously, but not life as in right here. We need to take our spiritual life seriously. We need to take our eternal life seriously and be a light to maybe some others around us as well that we would be offering others more than just what the world has to offer. Okay, Let's pray and close this morning. Thanks God so much for your word. God, I thank you so much for this proverb. Thank you for what it's done in my life and just opening my eyes uh, this week to um, the gospel and what, what I need to be pursuing in my life. And God, I, I just pray um, as, as we've heard the word this morning that we would just respond in a great way, that we would be changed because of you and because of your word, not necessarily because of anything around us, not because of the people we're, uh, that are around us or, um, or some experience that we've had, but God, that your word would have done a work in our life and changed us. In your name I pray, amen. Take a few moments before Brandon plays this song just to respond. You can look at the screen, um, those kind of things. Just take a few moments as he plays and then he'll invite us to stand and worship and close.